0: Hi, and welcome to Patrice's Playlist. I'm Patrice, and I cannot wait to share this conversation with you with my good friend, Craig Pickerel. He is an editor, producer, entrepreneur, a coach, and so many other things. And to me, he's just an incredible friend. When we get together, we end up laughing our butts off. And I always end up crying somehow because the truth and the wisdom and the gentleness in which he delivers it, it just so ministers to my heart and I think this conversation is really pertinent or really important for those that work in Hollywood that work in the entertainment industry or have a desire to and you are a faith-filled Christian or you are a believer Um, this conversation I think is going to encourage your heart help give you clarity and some wisdom maybe on some things you might have been contemplating or thinking about as you make your next steps forward so Have an open heart when you listen to this conversation. This one is just so good. And all these conversations have been incredible for different reasons, but this one, this was so life-giving to me um, personally. And so I am just so happy to share this with you. And also the song playing in the background is produced by my lovely friend, Tanya Ilyashova. And it's the song called Home. And it's featuring the singer Yvonne Park. And, you know, as I'm sort of just thinking about the title of that track, and it's called Home, and I just feel like no matter where you go, no matter where the Lord calls you into whatever sphere of influence, like He will forever be your home. He's going to be the one that satisfies really, truly the desires of our hearts. And to not forget that as you are pursuing the dream or waiting on the promise that He's given you. So now get ready to enjoy this really, really fun and Heartfelt conversation with my friend Craig. Yeah, how are you doing, man? Are you doing? I'm doing pretty good.
1: Uh, yeah, it's this has been an interesting week.
0: It's really? been like
1: busy in a good way, but then I've had people who I'm like familiar with or like know, we know of each other like reach out and be like, hey, we want to collaborate on something, and like uh-huh. they like. Yeah, it's it's nuts. I'm like, wow, I never like God's opening up all kinds of weird doors that I didn't see and yeah.
0: Oh, I like that. So are you staying like still like pretty busy in this uh ice, well, what do I call it? A quarantine, safety at home, shelter at home uh yeah. situation. Don't
1: go near anyone <laughs> or do anything. <laughs> yeah, do <what>
0: anything. <laughs> but I find that like for creatives, they are like a little bit more busy than in a regular season. How's it, how's it been for you? It's
1: good. Like work, like actual, like what I normally do for work is pretty much zero. Okay. But the busyness in a good way, not like trying to keep myself busy, Yeah. but like the busyness comes from God going, okay, Hey, all of these things that I keep putting on your heart and in your mind and all these Mm -hmm. things I keep bringing up, guess Mm -hmm. what? Now you don't have an excuse. So, listen,
0: chop, chop Listen <laughs> Listen, because this is like a very interesting Time frame that we have to do these things So, yes. like, for those that Don't know, how do you explain all the different things That you do? Like, what is your Your main trade? Uh, I, well, listen, I was, I was Having fun, like, stalking you And we've known each other for, like, over a decade You know, and it's so fun that you can Like, Google your friends now And, oh, like, my goodness. You know, what the heck, man and so I looked up your stuff and it was just like, yeah, producer, director, editor. And I was like, yeah, Shazam. And then I went like <laughs> on your LinkedIn and my LinkedIn is like, it's kind of...
1: I, did, I didn't even... I forgot I had a LinkedIn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine is kind of garbage, but yours is like looking real slick. Wow. And I was like, oh, wait, he worked for Warner Brothers and Nickelodeon yeah, and all the, you know, doing... All the things. So, can like give us a a kind of a recap of your like what you do and your journey into what you do? Because I was like, I've known you for too long, and I didn't know half this stuff and I feel ashamed. So
1: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, now I have my company Rogue Motion. Okay. So half of the company is video production, full service, creative video production from okay. start to finish. So commercials, short films, movies, all that fun jazz. Okay. And then the other half is coaching, consulting, and like now e-course platform. <gasps> Super cool. So that's something that I've actually been doing the last, you know, what, nine, 10 weeks during this is actually implementing all the stuff I've been journaling with God. Okay. And so, I, yeah, I we'll get into that in a second because he's like the stuff yeah. that's fallen into place has been incredible. But yeah, we, because we met doing the same, same industry. So yeah, I started in film industry in like 2003, Just crazy to say out loud, right? I
0: mean, how old are you that? <laughs> Older kids that were born in two thousand and three. Can you do? I can't do that math that quickly.
1: Seventeen.
0: They're seventeen years old. I just want you to know they're yeah, about they're, to, to vote. They're and like you,
1: graduating high school.
0: <laughs> well, some are. Well, well, drive by graduation. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> I was going to say we love you seniors. But yeah, two thousand and three. You've been in like. TV, like what's been your jam though? Like what did you first start getting into? Cause like I met you, I was going into, I was in film school, so I was doing all of like production. And so I was doing a little bit of everything. So I was editing. Um, I was producing. I wanted to be an editor, but like the time and the concentration and I'm, I was like, I can't do that. And you're like not around people. A lot of times when you're in the zone, I was like, I don't know if I can Beautiful. do this it's like
1: i was made for this yeah, season see.
0: It's, see it's a special breed so it, you know for those people that are really loving their introvertness and what you might want to think about being coming an editor right. um i wanted to be like a director because that was also like the very sexy thing like to do like in film school but i wasn't really great at it i wasn't really that good at directing what i found is my strength was producing which is like kind of getting all the elements together and keeping everyone like on the big picture, big vision and and getting the editor, getting the DP. Um, I wanted to be DP as well, but, I was not as technically savvy as I want, like as I believe in my mind I am. If I'm just being honest, but like, the you-
1: <laughs> same. <laughs> I was like, I want to be a DP, and then I yes. like watch movies, and I'm like Conrad Hall, no. yes. Do you know that? It? And then like I go to try yeah. to do it, and I'm like, Murr. I can like, This yeah. is there's no grace on this. I have no, no, like no. I can't force it.
0: No, no. You know, it's funny. Another conversation like you and I have been on now. Like I think this is like our third podcast together or something something like that. Um, And and I love it. And like in one of the conversations, literally like Craig, the Lord used the words and all the laughter that we had on our last, because I literally like almost peed my pants. Like I'm not even kidding. It was one of the best conversations I've had in 2020, hands down. But like you had mentioned, like in the season that God based, like you had to reach out for help to do some sort of, uh, I forgot what the job was, but it was like, but you said this phrase of like, so I'm not necessarily going to be the star of my own show. Like, I'm not. The, and I think it, like that hit me. Like I was already feeling convicted. Like I was, you know, I'm the star of the show and Patrice is doing this thing and entertainment. And I was like, the Lord's like, oh, I mean, is that what you thought? Like, is, for real? You thought you did all of this?
1: Yeah, what show are you
0: watching? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. And this is the thing. I love how, like, the kindness of God, like, he got me all, like, anesthetized and numbed out on laughter. And then it was like the one, two knockout punch. And I was like, after a conversation, I was like, I need to go and get my life right. Like, Jesus, I am so sorry for making this all about me. Like, I realize 80%, Craig, I'm not even kidding. 80% of my nervousness and, like, feeling insecure was because I thought I was having to make this all happen. I had to be perfect. I had to be the perfect spokesperson and all yep. this stuff. And when I let that go, I was like, oh, I can actually flow in the lane that God has like made for me. And, and it's beautiful and I can encourage others or whatever. So I know we got off tangent already, but story of my life, but <laughs> like, how did you like, where did you start at and then kind of give us some broad strokes of this journey like, that you've been on?
1: So I started in post production because Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. like I love like I like I wasn't fully aware of what directors did or producers. I just Mm -hmm. knew, but I I loved editing and I love storytelling and I love piecing things together and I also love problem solving. So it's like all of these things that I love to do all put together. And there is big collaboration in it. And there's lots of like so even though I get to work solo in like a room usually unless there's like a producer or director in the room like I still get to collaborate at a distance in -hmm. a a way Mm -hmm. um but uh, I did yeah I started in what reality tv and music videos was the big thing so I actually interned at I had in college, I had so many internships because I just called everyone and I'm like, Hey, I want to learn from yes. you yeah, and same. I'll, I'll take your trash out. I'll, yeah. you know, and I did, I'll, yeah. I'll sweep your parking lots for yes. no reason.
0: Yes. uh huh. Same, same. <laughs> yeah. How about that? And,
1: and just from doing that, then all of a sudden they started paying for my gas money. Then they hired me and then, you know, just, and then, it, then they started, you know, sending me like referrals. But yeah. And I remember while doing that, I was in college and I also needed like a paid job, so my buddy worked on a TV show, and he's like, "Hey, we need like PAs and like camera assistants and stuff like that." So I worked on a show on uh, the Learning Channel, the TLC. Yeah, and, yeah. And so I did that, and I started as a PA, and then apparently my work ethic. Because most PAs were sleeping during the time. and
0: uh, Not much has changed. I just want you to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, if you want to be a standout player, kids, yeah. uh, just don't fall asleep uh, being a PA. That's, yeah, that's and crazy. make friends
1: with the line producer, which was awesome. Yeah, oh. so I became friends with the line producer. And then so oh, when he would send out for like crafting and stuff, he's like, hey, here's also my grocery list for my personal house. And he's like, and if you have one, fill up your fridge at home. Type thing, and I'm like, well, that's cool. You know, you're in college, you're like, are you kidding? A free fridge every time I go to work? Like, yes, yes, yes. But from that, like, I then moved into the camera department because I worked my butt off. So all of a sudden, you go from a PA making like what $150 a day to the camera department doing $600 a day. Come on, how did
0: you make that? How did you make that switch? Like, was it just so
1: while everyone was sleeping or not doing anything? I would be floating around like cleaning and helping and helping the like all the people because uh, it was a car show. So people fixing cars and stuff. And then okay. the camera crew, if they needed something, okay. I would go and ask questions and just kind of hang out with them. And so all of a sudden, like one of their assistants got hurt and he couldn't help and they couldn't get a replacement. So they're like, hey, bring him on. And since it was like a union uh-huh. thing, they couldn't just put me there. They had to legally hire me as that position. And wow. so then I was there, and so I was helping change lenses and put cam like batteries and run back and forth. Right. And then one of the camera ops, I like, got super sick, and they couldn't get a replacement in time. So like, hey, run one of the cameras. And then the guy like also did tons of stuff for Discovery Channel. So like, once I did that, wow. and since I'm so short and he was so tall, we could get oh, two wow. completely different
2: yeah. <laughs> angles. So Look he it. liked how he that. liked
1: how that Look that, that. So <laughs> yeah, he would call me occasionally for that. So I I I feel blessed to be able to have ran the gamut I've done PA I've done camera work I've done lighting uh-huh. I've done I was a gaffer I've done so much stuff but all while also doing editing and wow. so it really helped when all of a sudden uh when I started getting into more into like visual effects and motion graphics uh-huh. um I just had this stirring to like go on set and so I got to do some music video stuff and be on set for that for like JLo and all the back yeah. in the day when Music videos had a budget. Yeah. <laughs> listen. Right? Now they're like, hey, would you mind paying us to shoot it for us? Like...
0: <laughs> is that how it works now? Because listen, this, right. this is really interesting because um, I don't know what years you were like starting on in the music video world because that was, that's what I thought I was going to actually end being in was the music Same. video world really yes.
1: <gasps> No. I, I hands down was like i want to i want to edit and shoot music videos and possibly like i wanted yes. to do music vi- i grew up on music videos me that's too. what i wanted to do me
0: too and so but i was like on the i got like sucked into the production and the styling the wardrobe styling side of it which mm. was that was that's a whole nother story but like there was like this time in history where besides the 80s but when music videos were like you said they had a budget they were a thing I want I loved short form storytelling like that was my jam and involved for me music so it was just like all the elements in this I was like that but little did we know that you know oh yeah (laughs) yeah because
1: uh one of my internships was at a record label And I helped cut all their EPKs, (gasps) and then helped with their music videos and all of that stuff. And then the cool thing was because I worked my buns off, like they're like, "Hey, we have to shoot this music video in Hawaii, so come along." And so I had like my own private house on the beach on Oahu, like it was awesome.
0: Okay, this is really weird though, but I also shot a music video in Hawaii. I that was my (laughs) one and only. It was my one and only music video that I directed, and it was for a, a Christian hip hop group um and i don't i still don't know because i knew one of the guys in the in the group and uh, i mean i guess i can say the name of the group and not i mean they're kind of like underground hip-hop still to this day but la symphony oh and, yeah and i don't even know how i ended up in hawaii directing this and like and also producing it because like we got you know i got a dp that was from cali like ever and then we flew over and the label that they were on at the time you know basically the payment was getting us over there and, you know, and then me just yeah. like, delivering, you know, this, this video, but that's weird that you also, what that's year so was that? Awesome. Like, I don't oh, know. Oh man. It,
1: uh, it, was, it like, was right before we met. What was I like? 19, something like that. God, 20. Are
0: you? Oh, you're a youngin'. Yeah. Cause I feel like I, I did that music video. It had to have been when I was still at USC in film school. So it had to be between, um, 98 and 2002, 2000. It was probably yeah. 2001. It's probably 2000 or 2001 when I did that. That's very, okay. This is keep going. Carry on. Sorry. <laughs> keep going. This is very fascinating. But like uh, that was
1: one of those moments where I'm like, Oh, I could do this. Like yeah. huge budget, huge crew. And then, you know, fast forward a few years later and they're like, no, music videos have zero budget.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, go go slum it or do reality tv
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. that pays a bazillion dollars yeah. and so yeah i did reality tv especially editing for a while i tried producing and then like the other like the lead producer and stuff would be like okay you have to because i pretty much worked on every reality show that vh1 at the time had and, oh my gosh like all that and then like yes eight like when survivor was super big yeah 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 um and then Extreme Home Makeover. Yeah, that yeah, one was yeah. actually yes. legitly fun. But oh. the some of them they're like, okay, like as Bruce, you have to go in and tell so and so that so and so said this, and like have them talk to Karen. you essentially just lie to them, be like, this person's stalking smack yes. on you.
0: Yes. And then you yes. give them
1: alcohol. And I'm yes. like, I am, I, I don't f- want to do this. I'm, this is terrible.
0: That is the, yeah, you've just basically exposed yeah. the whole, like, yeah. Oh, that's how it and works. then
1: you do editing. And so I'm like, I'll just go for whatever reason. I was like, I'll just go edit it because uh-huh. that will be better. And so, yeah, I go edit for a bunch of different TV stations. And, no, it was... It was bad. They're like, yeah, cut it. So, you know, it makes it look like they're saying this about this brand and all that. And then I remember like getting so tired of that. And then even just doing like the commercials and sizzle reels and stuff that they show. And I, like, I hit this spot where I was working on, uh, Patrick Swayze's memorial. Cause he was still in the hospital. He was okay. like, on, Oh my gosh. So he was like on his I last. never knew
0: this. I never knew that you did this. I'm a yes. Patrick Swayze, but keep going. This is, Oh gosh. <laughs> so
1: yeah. So, uh, I was working on cutting his memorial for a fairly large TV network. And, and, uh, I remember during that, Like right as we're like airing it, another celebrity's wife, like got in a really bad skiing accident and was in the hospital. And I remember when it came on the news and I was sitting there and I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, I really hope she pulls through it. That's, that's terrible. And the main producer turned around and goes, why? He's like, if she doesn't pull through, we get more views. And right there, like, it was like this sinking, like someone punched me in the gut. And I was like, this is my last day here. And this out. is my last day. And what's funny is, as I made that decision, the dude who hired me came to me and offered me the position I wanted.
2: Wow. And I had to sit there and
1: like, it was like one of those oh, brief things where you're just play. fighting in your head and you're like, do I do this? Do I do this? And I had to say no. Like I had, I'm not even an anxious person. And my anxiety was through the roof. And I was like, I feel like I'm going to throw up if I say anything other than I'm sorry, but I can't. Like, it was a crazy feeling. I've never felt that sense.
0: Oh my gosh. That is, that's nuts. I mean, that just makes me think of like, number one, I mean, for those that are listening to this and watching this, you know, you know, sort of the premise, this is Jesus lovers, people of faith that are in their sphere of influence. And, you know, and, and Craig and I happen to be in the entertainment industry and different facets, but You know, the question that I always get asked, or not always, but often asked, um, especially for people in the church, you know, because it's just like, you know, all of Hollywood is like disgusting and and nasty. They're all
1: Satan worshipers, orgy. Yeah, yeah. orgies, all the
0: things that it's just like, it's it's trash and what have you. But like, I I encourage them and I tell them like, there's actually a remnant. There Mm -hmm. is a group of people that are actually... Loving God, going after God, wanting to like see redemption, like in this industry and with people, because it's not just an industry, it's actually souls, it's actually real human beings with real things, real problems, real things, real just they're real. And but what was standing out to me as you were sharing, and I've been in positions like that too, where you kind of almost get offered your dream thing. But it involves major compromise. Like you mm-hmm. feel your Holy Spirit meter, as I call it, like me 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 like oh. yes. <laughs> and you know, some of you, like some of you, might not even feel like you're that that close to to God. But you know when that thing goes yeah. off, you're just like stranger danger in the spirit. Yep. And I find it fascinating that like you walked in integrity and you actually said no. And I feel like that's important for people to to hear, because you don't always have to say yes when something is handed to you on a platter and it looks like it is all the things, you know, even if you feel like God's called me to Hollywood and, right. and you know, all those things. And uh. I said, be, be weary of that. Like, I didn't necessarily even want this call necessarily to Hollywood. I just kind of followed the thing that I was passionate about and that I loved. And then the Lord's like, but you also need to care about these people. Yes. Um, you know, and that, that was uh. like, oh, okay. And so you are like, I I love hearing this part of your story, Jake. I've never, <laughs> this is like breaking news to me. No,
1: it was, and it's funny because that part, like that time in my career, like broke me. Wow. Like I was just like, okay, like I I know I'm supposed to be here and I think I'm, and like I could have easily have rationalized in my mind, like, oh, this is perfect. They're offering me this position so I can just mm. go there and, mm. you know, just compromise for a little while and then like make changes from the inside. I yeah. would have been... Oh, but like, luckily, you know, Holy Spirit knew that was happening. Like most people say it's intuition or you're the like gut feeling. Sure. Yeah. You know, that's what they attribute it to. But it's, yeah, it was at that moment where he's like, no, no, I have to make this clear. Like,
2: wow. do not do
1: this. So I remember like, okay, well then what do I do? So. Yeah. I contacted a few people and the guy that hired me, super awesome, dude. I even got the position without even having to interview. Like someone had recommended me. So I went in and we had worked together at a facility before and I didn't, he didn't know I was coming. I didn't know he was there. And I showed up, I pulled, I got into the office and I looked, I was like, Patrick, he's like, Craig. And he's like, do you want the job?
0: <laughs> I was like,
1: cause he already knew how hard I worked. Oh my god. Like I'd already made a name, like a rep like I already had a rep for this dude is talented and works right. really hard.
0: Yeah. How long was that? Like how long was that period? I hadn't
1: seen him for four or five years.
0: So that means were you working then in the industry, like hustling your your butt off for like four years and then that kind of came around or how long had you even been hustling or longer? I'm just curious.
1: Uh I it's funny. I actually entered at a place he worked first. Mm. And then ended up working at a place he was working when he left mm-hmm. without even knowing. Like it was almost like we were following each other. So we had like a year of getting to know each other. But okay. I was I would say I worked my butt off for three, four years. Like wow. And then finally started getting like because I would get occasional like little things, but when it started yeah. being consistent, yeah, it Come was on, about four years, I yep. would say. So like if you think, and then probably another six years to get the stuff that I wanted to do now. So it's not like it's instant, or you're gonna. It's not like, hey kid, like you there that no one knows. How about we give you a million dollars to go make something? You're like, that's not realistic. You shot a short film when you were a high school student. Get over here. Get over here. No no one does that. Like, oh, small film festival. Here's a large budget. Like stop being entitled like, I'm not, listen work.
0: that was me that was me <laughs> I thought people were gonna just and this no seriously because you know they tell you you know when you're going to USC you know film school you know it's like the film school mafia and then you have all these totally. connections and all these things and and there is something to that to some degree but at the same time like I had to work my butt off like I feel the same like it was it, it took me maybe 4 or 5 years before I was consistently for me I ended up going into the television world as well and I was in the live tv variety you know uh genre but it took me 4 or 5 years you know there was no sort of you know something handed to me or you know anything like that and so you know I just I let people know like if you love it that's going to help like for sure because yeah, you'll
1: find out if you love it <laughs> right
0: the, no seriously and and you know you mentioning about like reality tv and sort of how it kind of it sucked your soul a little bit and just like and hurt your heart and i felt the same way because i was working on in the early days i ended up working on a couple of reality shows and you realize how much lying and manipulation to create a particular scene <sighs> and and you're and everyone's like And yeah.
1: (laughs) And then everyone just eats it up.
0: And I was just like, I couldn't get down with that. I was just like, "Mm." and I think that's why I ended up gravitating towards life, like award shows. Because it was like, it is what it is. Like, you're just watching a performance. You know, like, it it is what it is. But you mentioned Extreme Home Makeover. That was legit. And I'm curious about like these like home... You know, like that's been blowing up in the last like five, seven years, you know, like HGTV, oh, like, yeah, big house, time. like all of that. And I can see where there's some like producing and like some finessing, you oh, know, definitely. but they don't feel as like gross to me as how we know no. like reality <clears throat> narratives go. How was, what was that like working on that show? Cause
1: most of those ones. So it's cool because the family super, I just feel bad because they only show the people, like the experts working on it for those like 30 minutes, but people are working 24 seven. They have shifts. Oh. They, that's how they get it done so fast. Okay. They literally, okay. and then they have like this crazy warranty. Like when things fall off, we're covering it for this amount, we'll be there to fix it. <clears throat> Same with yeah, car shows. Like the car show I worked on, like where they repaired shows and surprise <gasps> people and all that stuff. Like oh. they had like, they had to cover it for a certain period of time and yeah, okay. all that stuff. But like the producing part was like, okay, like clearly these people have already like done all of this work. And so you just like, yeah. okay, pretend we're going to, su- you've already walked through the door and seen everything. Now we're going to do it again. So yeah. just look surprised. Surprise. Like yeah. stuff like that. Or like, Hey, this yeah. person's going to ask you this question. And then they like say their answer. Like, okay, yeah. go back. Now we're going to say re- it this way. Okay. Like that kind of thing. So you just yeah. coach them and, and yeah, like yeah, just yeah. set up those like candid moments. Yeah. You're like, but now when I watch them too, I'm just like, Oh gosh. And I like know. <laughs> My wife's always like, what? And I'm like, so fake. I know. Like that part is so, they've already done that like 11 times.
0: (laughs) 11 times, I know. But I still love them. Like was, on your Extreme Homemaker was Ty, um, still one of the hosts?
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: Oh my gosh. I, we have a lot of crossover in a lot of the work that we do because I ended up doing a, a show and let's kind of talk about too, like, the, the fingerprints of God in your journey and like where you have seen like the Lord help and di- like help direct you. Like for me um, though, the winks of God or the fingerprints of God in my journey has been like little random considered almost maybe to some people, meaningless, dumb stuff that I loved as a kid. So like I was such a very interesting young person, <laughs> but like I loved watching Emerald. You know the chef, yes. and we're all like, "Bam!" bam. Um, I loved. I would like after school, and like on the, when the food. This is when like nobody's watching the Food Network. This was like oh, in I, the Food 90s. Network was
1: on Food Network and Discovery Channel constantly.
0: This, seriously, and this yeah. was again in the like '90s, you know, and I like was obsessed with Emerald. Okay, so there is that, and then fast forward to. Um, me loving like these extreme home makeover shows. Like I just love spaces and atmosphere, excuse me, even to this day. Like I, I will still just like sit up and watch like HGTV shows. Like I have my faves, you know, out there. Hello, Fixer Upper. Hi, Chip and Joe. Um, just like all of those things. And, but fast forward to like in my journey. And I think for for me, and I hear this from a lot of different freelancers, there's a period in time where you're and I say periods almost like every other year, maybe, or every month, depending, like you want to just quit and give up as a freelancer because like stuff's not coming or it's just hard or, you know, I had to go on unemployment, like off and on throughout the year to like help compensate, you know, for these jobs. But it, it was bef- like in one season where I was just like, okay, I'm getting ready to work at, you know, Target or Walmart. Let's just, you know, yes, you and I talk about this. We've said this before on another podcast. And I was just like, Lord, this is, I don't want it. You know, even being an entrepreneur, you're like, I don't know if I'm wanting it. But right before I got to that breaking point, I get called in for a show to do like artist hospitality or talent hospitality within production on set, which has become a very interesting Um, role normally would have been PAs or normally it would Mm -hmm. have been like a talent producer handling. And now the Lord is, I felt like almost formed this particular niche for me because of my love for atmosphere and people and, and all these things. And so, because I got into this niche, I was able to like pray in spaces and just really bless the the performers, the artists, you know, either without them even seeing me or leaving like notes of encouragement in their space. And because I was trusted by producers mm-hmm. over a 10-year period of time, I wasn't in there just like trying to boil no, totally. on everything. <laughs> Shabaranda! You know, and just like, guys... Like, well, first of all, like, There's your not- Gideon Bible? <laughs> yeah, we just slide yeah. that all in there. Like, guys, first of all, do your your skill set like with excellence. Like, mm-hmm. like we just talked about in the beginning of this. Like, we worked our butts off. Like our work ethic, and sometimes I can, we could probably work too much. I, I can go on that yeah. that that, that <clears throat> whole thing. But I ended up getting this show that literally Emerald was and Ty Pennington were hosting the two like icons for me at that time. And no one but God knew how like influential that was for me. And I just felt like, and it was a, it was a reality series. So it, it didn't get picked up. It was only for one season. Um, but it was, you know, two or three months hanging out with these guys, Emerald cooking for me on set, like here, would you like to, t- t- are you? Right. <laughs> I'm like that meme of that girl. It's like, just, ah, like all of that, Ta- you know, hanging out and talking to Ty and just like understanding like his design background or what he like, blah, blah, you know, just stuff like that. But for me, for people that know me, I love food all day, every oh. day.
1: Anthony Bourdain would have been my ultimate, you know, like that was, I was actually trying to like get towards that before, you know, terrible news happened. but I, I was like, I was just like, I want to be on the show. So you travel and you eat two of the my tra- favorite things. Like, Listen, Lord, you hear our
0: on. heart. Lord, you hear our heart's desire. Right? We're, just, we're just saying it. But like, you know, I see the fingerprint, you know, and the nudgings of God in my journey and just those little things that he does to kind of spur us on. And because it's hard. What yeah. has sort of been some examples for you? And like, how has the Lord helped to guide you for you to even really know that this is what you're supposed to be doing and not necessarily working hmm. at Target or Walmart? Um, which is not, there's no, there's no, no shame in that. Like for those of oh, are working no. at Target and I, I'm ready to work at Trader Joe's, like
1: right i oh, I've, I've tried <laughs> so many times.
0: <laughs> like, listen guys, if this thing, whatever, if the Lord's gotten us on, maybe it will shift. I'm open. But for you, Craig, how have you stayed in this since 2003? How's the Lord? How have you seen the Lord? It's so
1: funny because it's like going back to like, okay, so I've done editing and I've done PA and visual effects and motion graphics. And I started directing or producing and camera op and like doing all this stuff. Like I, you know, every time I did something, you know, especially when we were coming up, it's always, Hey, like you have to be specialized. People don't Mm -hmm. want the jack of all trades. Now they're like, Hey, can you do all of the things with the stuff with like, there's just one person do it all. Give me the final. And you're like, wait a second with the budget that you would pay like for a sandwich? I don't know. Like that's insane. So it's, it's completely switched. But the good thing is like every time I would go into like that new section, I would try to be my best at that and learn the most I could. So obviously like when it comes to post-production, I have no problem saying I'm the man, like, like that's my jam. And so, but all of it translates. So he kept putting me in all these positions and I realized At first, I was like, God, why in the world? Like, I feel like I have like the sporadic thing. Like, why are you putting me in all this different stuff? It seems like I'm like a total spaz when it comes to like picking what I want to do. But it was all this stuff that just seemed fun. And I was like, yeah, I'll jump on that opportunity. And I remember I was on set and I had to direct and produce at the same time, which was very interesting. But it was this fun series that had to do with uh, like a video game franchise I'm a big fan of. And so like it kind of coming back around because I love video games. And so I got to do this thing and I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. And I remember being on set and I looked at the thing and I'm like, hey, that's one stop over. I need that. I need to like, and I was like, throw And like, I got to like, direct, I was literally technically directing and then directing like the talent and stuff. And like, wow. and then I can edit in my head as we were going through. So, cause I had to edit as well. And then I was like, yeah, okay, boom, boom. Okay, I need you. They flubbed on this one. So then I went back like, later and i was like hey can you do this And they're like oh i didn't even know i did that and so all of a sudden i was like what in the world like it's like i have like a robot brain <laughs> what is going on
2: yes. and so
1: i realized it helped so then when i started working with bigger teams like i had to do this show for disney and you know we had the window of time till between shooting and delivering posts was so small and it was spanned over three months and we had like small budget for 10 episodes. And so I I had, you know, 10 dudes on post, I had like four different camera crews, like, and I had to run all of them as well as like make sure everything's delivered. And I remember like, and since I love, I love running camera, like I love being able to do it. So like, even when the new camera guys are there, I was like, dude, shoot on these settings like use these lenses like and I like ran through and the dude who does that for a living was like why would I do that and I like was like because beep 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 and and then he did it and he's like oh this is so much better and so I realized God kept putting me in all this stuff so that way when I was put into other stuff especially now when I run my own company Mm -hmm. like now I can actually run stuff and communicate with all departments because I mean I you know it's so funny when you work with professional people who have been in it longer than I've been alive and you try to have them talk to post or you try to have like, you know, wardrobe talk to this, like, and people are like, and like, you're like, how can you not communicate? Like you're all in the same industry, but they have no idea what the other one is doing. And so I feel fortunate in that way to have learned all that, to get to where I am now. But I remember, and one of my breaking points, I was like, okay, screw it. I'm going to go work for like some nonprofits and some churches. Let's go. And I tried that and that actually ended up being a worse, <laughs> like a worse thing. And then I was like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So I like put out literally probably a thousand, no exaggeration, like a thousand applications. Like yeah. every Trader Joe's then like LA County, right. like Target. Like every, I did what? everything. I was like restaurants, bars. I got like a handful of callbacks But then, like, none of them, I got hired by no one. And I was like, uh, I was like, all right, God, like, what the Mm -hmm. flip, dude. Like, we need to do something here. This is crazy. And I got, like, bills, and I, like, actually want to have gas in my car. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but, you know, my friends were like, hey, we're going to go out this weekend. And I'm like, that sounds great. Great for you. (laughs) Yeah. Pick me up if you want me to show up. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, my car's not running. You want to help me push it to the shell station?
0: Like, these are real things. We laugh because it's uh, true.
1: It was. And I, the only calls I kept getting back were like post-production jobs on site and like all yeah. that kind of stuff. And I was like, God, like clearly like I'm not supposed to be doing this because mm-hmm. all this stuff keeps happening. And he's like, no, no, like you're supposed to just keep like, and then he just kept putting me in better and better stuff. Cause I was learning and growing and actually yeah. asking him where I should be rather than telling him where I should be.
0: Oh, uh, or, er- Re-row. re-row, uh, what do you mean when you like ask God and like, what does that look like?
1: So like going back to like the Holy Spirit meter, like, burr, burr, burr. <laughs> so especially when it came to either clients I'd work with or jobs, like, should I take this post-production position? Should I like, I'd be like, okay, God, this is where I think I should go. And this is where I think it will take me. Is uh, that your best? Okay. Like, is that where you want me to go? Or is that just where i think i should oh. go okay here we so go. it was like those moments where i had to learn to pause here we go <laughs> well,
0: here we go guys i've already feeling connected <laughs> in my heart <laughs> oh my gosh
1: but it's hard because it's especially for me because i would i hit this wall of like okay well if i do xyz and i can get into this film festival or i can win this award oh, then gosh. then i'll hit this plateau and i'll have all of this cloud and i could really make a difference rather than okay god like this job might seem like small, it pays decent, but I like I. I feel like that's just like a road bump. Like I don't, and he's like, no, like, is that your best? Yes. So then I go there and I'm like, oh my goodness, like I'm actually involved with tons of people who are hungry to know who God is without even realizing that that's what that hunger is.
2: Wow. And
1: now I'm able to do that and impact these people while having like, this ends up being a fun project. It pays well. And then, like, and then now I have all these connections that now want to hire me because I'm, like, their favorite Christian Jesus source. <laughs> right, it's, <yeah>. That's hilarious. <laughs> yes. Like, I always have people, like, when I'm working, they're like, why do you laugh so much? And I'm like, I'm like, Buddy the Elf, like, smiling is my favorite. Oh, my god! I'm the
0: same like why are you always smiling i I don't know jesus
1: right
0: it's like all
2: these like
1: little doors that open up or there's like something to learn or someone to meet and so rather than Mm. making a track of where i think i should go like logically i should take these steps to get Mm. here yeah but god isn't human logical so for me to say okay god then how do you see it cuz if he sees everything at all times at all different times of space and time blah 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 like then it's okay god then like this is where i feel like i'm supposed to go how about we partner because it's not like that relationship where i'm like that robot or the puppet where he's mm. controlling me it's it's that partnership of you know like it's 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 a lot like like being with a parent and like hey Like, I feel like I should go this way. Cool. Like, Mm -hmm. I love how you love that. How about we improve that? Not Mm. how about I replace it, but how about I improve that? And so it was walking that out with him that's really, really helped solidify this is where I should be. And then it's opened up so many other doors.
2: Mm. Like when he first
1: said, I want you to start using your voice. And I was like, you're insane, sir. Like clearly that's a word for someone else.
2: Just <gasps> tell me, yeah, tell me who to oh, give it to. It. Yes, ex- yes, yes. And we'll
1: move on. And yeah. he's like, no, and now I want you to be in front of camera and interview people for this specific community. Now I want you to do this. And, I, and then he just kept opening doors and like all of this mm. stuff kept happening. So then when he's like, hey, here's an e-course idea and a platform to really help people. And like, I want you to help them like unlock their ideas and really dream with me and build with me. And I was like, okay, well, that doesn't sound like something you'd want me to do. Like, who are you talking to? And he's like, you. And so all of a sudden, I'm like, well, if that's really what you want me to do, you got to make it happen. Like, and going back to like, you know, it's, it's, it's not about me. It's about everyone else. And so it's, which is so, and like, it's something I daily have to remind myself, but it's everything that we do is, is a blessing. You don't have to work in the four walls of a church to be a blessing to the world. You can use a computer and the computer that you're using, God sanctifies because you're using it with him, through him. Like it's, you don't have to have a Bible to, to go out and make an impact. Right. So in that process, I was like, all right, God, well, I need this. And like, I don't know how to do that. And I don't have the funds for this right now to like all of the stuff is allocated over here. And all of a sudden someone reaches out and they're like, Hey, do you want a free logo? Like they usually charge thousands of dollars. And I'm like, what? And all of a sudden, like I hit a wall with like copywriting, which I help people with all the time. And I was like, God, why am I hitting this wall? And I found every time I hit a wall, it's because I'm trying to operate in an area where he wants me to call on someone else. And so he opened a door for someone who's been in the industry longer than I've been alive. And they're like, hey, I feel like God wants me to help you. And how about I help you write your copy? What? And like all of this stuff just starts falling into place. And I'm like, okay, I'm not that it's like this easy, smooth, there's definitely an uphill climb, but it's not like I'm carrying a backpack full of rocks, doing it all by myself. Like, I just have to walk along Jesus who's carrying the backpack. Yeah. Like, you know, side by side, like it's. Yeah, I have the answer. I'm
0: listen. Um, you did it again. I'm already crying. Whatever, <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> like, there's so many things. No, really, when you're starting to talk about like <laughs> remembering that it's not like it's not just about you. It's not really about you. It's about the others um, that are in front of you, and then just being reminded of how to really invite God into the process of like. Because I my mindset is exactly how you um, described it and what you said. Like, okay, so if I do this thing, it's going to lead to this platform that's going to make me successful, and then this person's going to, and it's going to blow up. And you know, and the Lord's like, actually, how about you do this other thing that looks completely minute, like not even so minuscule, minis- like mini compared to this thing that I'm going after, and <clears throat> I'm having to just daily, like you said, daily, kind of course correct back to his voice course correct because i just feel like the lord's like just standing next to me he's like i'm just waiting for you to like stop like because mm. i'm over here like, like when my kids like run
1: around me all excited <laughs> yeah. and i just stand there and i'm like uh-huh. and then all of a sudden they're like what do i do yeah. I'm like here we go yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly
0: and so i just like again you did that and you know like you said you know for those that um you know our believers and feel this god-sized calling to you know whether it's sports whether it's to the gaming world whether it is to entertainment television streaming you know like whatever it's it's really number 1 it's the lords like it's not your show no. you know it's the lords and but your calling is just as valid like like you're saying Craig you don't have to have a bible on a platform to be able to impa- impact you know a heart to be able to bless someone and uh yeah. Like you're, again, you, this is what you do. Like, I want you to uh, just kind of share a little bit about what your e-course is and like, what is it you're offering? Cause I just, I feel like mm, I might need to take that and as well <laughs> as like other people that are listening just because I <clears throat> just, I will let you guys know this too. Like anytime I'm on a, in a conversation with Craig, I'm, I will end up crying at some point in the co- And it did it like, this is supposed to be, I was be interviewing him. I don't know. I don't know why I'm crying. But he did that. And so I don't know, if you started crying in this podcast, please just let me know that I wasn't alone because he's starting to like, boop, 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 do some surgery. He like, he laughs. And then all of a sudden you just be like, oh, I just got, what? Oh Lord, what was, oh, I just got hit in the face with truth in the most loving way. So yeah, um, tell us about this e-course and- uh,
1: like Yeah, so the, the coaching consulting platform and the e-courses, the one, one pillar of it is what I'm calling dream architecture. And so like a lot of times we get I love that. like these like Holy Spirit downloads or these like things that are on our heart that God's given us that we want to do, but we don't necessarily know how to translate that into something tangible.
2: Mm. And so
1: like one person that I'm working with now, she's been in the financial industry for decades. Mm -hmm. But she also works in like inner healing and like really helping people get to the root of their problems Mm -hmm. and has no idea how she was supposed to bring those together. She's like, I know God wants me to do this. And so pray on it. And like, I'm like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like, it's not like. It's not like like do the, these 10 steps, yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It's more of like setting up your infrastructure uh-huh. for those dreams that God gives you and giving them practical steps to walk them out so you can have impact where God's calling you.
2: Mm. And so
1: it's, it's, hey, here's how, this is the vision that God gave me off of that and here's this part. And then it all of a sudden unlocks this huge thing. And now they're able to start moving forward and pivot and reinvent and do all yeah. of this stuff and grow and dream. Yeah. And then the e-course that I'm currently making right now is just helping people realize that they are the main character of their story. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're the the star mm-hmm. as we see it. Because mm-hmm. like, for, like most people would dream about like, oh, I want to be 007 or Batman yeah. or all this stuff. But it's yeah. like, because like, and most of the people that we look at who we, like want to emulate are always like the solo people who are like, have all the abilities and don't need help from anyone. That's
0: right. That's right.
1: And it's because we don't want to admit what our weaknesses are. So we have to rely on others. But it's like when you realize who your cast is and what they give to you in your life, it all of a sudden makes walking through your story just It's incredible. And then when you're able to see the season you're in, what stage of the season you're in and where it's actually going, it makes it so much easier to push through that middle section, which is so cruddy. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: it's, yeah. So I just want to really help people take control of that, take ownership of that and to be able to move forward with God, even bolder Mm. with that identity that he's called them up to. Mm. A lot of times we just kind of sit in the background, sipping fake coffee, pretending to talk to fake music, you know doing that thing and yeah. then waiting for who we deem the main character to call us out. Cause we want to be in the spotlight and chosen and called right. and that's we're right. the only ones and we get all this stuff imbued to us immediately. And it's, that's not how it works. And he called and like, he cut like, no, just,
0: go, come on, Craig
1: <laughs> let's go. Cause God is infinite. Mm -hmm. right we like something that we can't fathom Mm -hmm. and so when he calls us to something the journey he takes us on is never ending like it always is growing and changing and the more we do the more powerful like it's it like if people really understood what he wanted to do with them and who he called them to be like literally everything is possible it's come on
0: I mean, I mean, if y'all ain't trying to sign up for this ebook course, like ASAP Rocky, like right this second. Um, I also felt like while you were talking, Craig, um, like it's really, it's going to be a blessing to both um, women and men, but specifically men. Because um, I feel like in this season, God is really calling up men and women too, but like men higher. And I don't see many and maybe because I'm in my own, you know, world, whatever, but I don't see many men um, in your position with the kind of journey that you've had and the insight, the wisdom that you have doing what you're doing. I just, I feel like I was having this conversation with somebody else, you know, it's just like, we're wanting to see, you know, our men succeed. We're especially in the church, um, especially to be equipped you know, for whatever mm-hmm. industry that they're going to be in. And I feel like you, the Lord's going to, I think, really surprise you too with how many men, um, like this troop of dudes, like this sort of David's army of guys. Um, Take it. Whoa. <laughs> I
2: whoa, like that.
0: Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> whoa sorry.
1: <laughs> That's so funny because... Literally, like a month ago, someone who I'd never met was like, I see, which is I love because God talks to us all in our own language, but she's like, I see you as like Iron Man bringing up all these Spider-Men and equipping them to move forward. And I was like, for me, I was like,
0: whoa,
1: like, are you kidding me?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's something on that. And yeah, this whole thing with like David's mighty men, like there's, there's something that. It's so
1: funny. Yeah. Cause most of the groups I'm a part of like 90% are female, (laughs) which is great. Like I grew up (laughs) with tons of women in my life. So it's, they're so, they're like, you're so brave for being here. And I'm like, I feel totally comfortable. Like it doesn't, it's no big deal for me. I don't really care. But I'm like, where are all the dudes at? Like one or two show up now and then I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Get out there.
0: Yeah. I'm for sure going to be spreading the word about your e-course. So please Uh like, I'm going to leave it in because on like my podcast page, I'm, having show links. And so I'm going to add your e-course whenever it's ready. And even your coaching as well. Um, Specifically, I just feel like this is going to bless my dudes. Like ladies, I know you got blessed as well, but like, like for real, my dudes, I see you guys and I'm going to leave as many links as I can so people can find you. And um, yeah, step into this because man, I just, I felt the Lord as soon as like,
1: Right now I'm all sweaty. No, no, I felt like I felt like the fire come on.
0: <laughs> I felt the Lord on that. And so that's, yeah, if you're a dude that's listening to this, I mean, go and, and click those links. But also, Craig, where can people find you? Like what's, where are some of the places they can find you?
1: Yeah, they can find me even though I'm rarely on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook, Craig Pickroll or Rogue Motion. Uh, and then you can go to roguemotion.tv and you can also go to thebrainunstuck.com.
0: Mm. Oh my goodness. Um, there's oh, This is just so good. Like I, there's a lot of things that just happen right now in the last five minutes. I'm just trying to pull it together. I'm just trying to pull it together. So, you know, one of the things I also highlight, um, and I think because you bring um, a masculine perspective to this, but like, how have you balanced, um, you're married and you have kids and <laughs> how have you balanced, uh, relationship and, um, in this and yeah, like, was that even on your radar? Did you even want to be, were you one of those dudes that didn't care or like how? Did no,
1: I did want to be married. Like in my mind though, I was like, I'll marry young. I'll have all these kids like stupid These stupid thoughts. Like now that I have kids, I'm like, why did I even think I wanted kids at that age? Like, oh, cause they're
0: fun. Cause they're fun. They're they're yeah. They're
1: they're the the hardest fun I've ever had. In the best in the best way. Like really. In the like I like. But I have. It's so funny because I have two girls, and my wife and I like prayed for two boys. That was like our prayer, and God and all his humor. And now I can't even imagine having like not having my girls. And it's really for me open my eyes to one, like how like huge areas of lack where women need to be represented Mm. more powerfully Mm. and not just in like the Mary Sue way of like, oh, they could do all things without any help, but it's like the actual legit powerful woman. And then also how, how do I represent not only God, the father to them, but how do I represent what men should actually be and what they expect from another man. Because if they get, if they choose to get married when they're older or even with friends, dating, whatever it's, Mm -hmm. I want them to have a healthy version of how a man should treat them, how that person should love God and like all of that. So they can be better than I was.
0: Mm, That's good. How did you meet your wife? How did you guys meet?
1: (laughs) So we met on eHarmony before that was even a popular thing
0: okay because okay. there was
1: only like two options there was like matching sure. eHarmony I think yeah. at the same time yeah, yeah yeah and I remember like my like two of my three friends had met their wives on eHarmony mm-hmm. and then, then it was like dating too. these women and mm-hmm. they're like oh my goodness!" and they're, they're mm-hmm. so, they have a bazillion kids now and they've been married mm-hmm. for like over a decade like it's been yeah. and so I was like at that time, they're like, "Yeah, we met these amazing women," and I got so tired of just meeting the same person over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. And so, like my cousins, who I'm super close with, who are like my sisters, they're like, "Oh, you should totally try it out." And me, I was like, "I don't want to spend money to meet people like <laughs> online. Like, there's going to be a Death. bunch of weirdos, Death. which there were. But I, I remember I went on eBay, and I was like, eBay. I went on eBay and I was like, eHarmony gifts card or whatever. And someone was selling like a three-month trial and I bid on it and I got it for like two bucks. Best $2 I ever spent. I don't know why no one else bid on it. I somehow got it. Oh my gosh. I've never heard of this before, ever. And my wife had only signed up, I think, for like a month. And so we actually were each other's last matches.
2: Wow. Oh my gosh.
1: And when we met in person, our date ended up turning into like a six-hour day. And like, it was awesome. So like, that's how we met. But I remember when we first started like dating, people would ask how you met. It was before meeting online was normal. And so uh-huh. I would say anything but.
0: But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I'm glad it worked out. I, we need to hear more of these stories, man. Seriously. Yeah, there,
1: was some, I, there was some interesting experiences <laughs> in that. But the end result was highly worth it. Cause Aww. I would have never have met her otherwise.
0: Wow. And then, I mean, how have you balanced just, I mean, being a freelancer and being in the entertainment industry where relationships are mm, Oh, on the
1: back, burner, on the back when people, burner, people don't understand why I want to go home and see my kids. Like, Oh, you've been working for three weeks, like 16 hour days, three weeks mm-hmm. straight. What do you mean? You want to like, have go a,
0: home. Why? Yeah.
1: Like, why would you do that? My, my wife's at home with six kids right now. Blah blah. I'm like,
0: yeah okay, that's and, good for you yeah and there's like just also like the the like you said the lack of um honor for relationships. Yeah. also people are kind of like doing what they want on the side you oh, know, no, it's so,
1: yeah no it's yeah it's a real thing
0: that's a real yeah. thing so how like how have you navigated you know how long have it's you guys all, been married how long have you guys been married
1: is it 2020 uh nine years
0: listen 9, Nine years. years you your butt has been in the entertainment industry and you've been married with two kids um how like
1: it's all for me it's been boundaries i think the biggest mm-hmm. i think the biggest th- like the hardest thing for her was getting used to like the dry periods mm-hmm. cuz like i'm like okay i usually make x amount a year yeah sure and it's usually within like these pockets so then it's you know spreading those out and knowing rather yeah. than it's consistent so yeah. That was something that we had to work through in the beginning, but it's all, for me, it's all about boundaries. And Mm. then, especially now that I own my own company, but even before it was like setting strict things and having open communication with her and now with my kids. Because I work a lot from home. So even with my kids, like in the beginning of the day, it's communicating with them. Hey, dad has X amount of like work calls or I'm doing this project. Okay. I'll come out at this time and we can play. And, okay. you know, or like around here is when I'm done. So they know, but then it's having those boundaries of these days, I don't even look at my phone. Like, yeah. and setting the because... Like, you you know, like the clients who like want to contact you at 2 a.m. From yeah. no, like, and it's, it's you take the call and it was for nothing. Yeah. You are like that could have easily have waited until yeah. in the morning. Yeah. And so setting those boundaries as well. Like, this is my time. This is my family's oh, time. God. And holding on to that because if I don't, I'm sending them a message that they're not mm-hmm. as important. And it just stretches me yeah. in a bad way where it's just then I get burnt out and I get resentful. And so having those boundaries and putting them first.
0: Mm, That's a good word. I'm taking that one to the bank. Um, And I like how you communicate your boundaries with your family and with your wife and with your kids. Like, hey, you know, dad's working, you know, from this or you "You can expect this. And I think that is just so, that's so key because a lot of times we just think, if you live with me and you know me, you just know me. But no, like... You're constantly discovering that person. You will be actually for the rest of your life yeah. on planet Earth. You're going to be learning that person. Because become... we're not
1: always the same person.
0: Exactly. So that's it. that just, again, you gave me some more nuggets out here. Just, just shimmy, 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 <laughs> shimmy. These nuggets out here. <laughs> I mean, I could honestly talk to you uh, for, you know, like for another hour or two, like always. Right. And so I'm going to have you back again. At some yes, point, please. and we are going to start talking about. I'm I'm recently just got interested in the Mandalorian and the Star Wars uh, franchise in a real way because one of my best friends, who's now working for a gaming company, and she is all about lore, and she's one of my nice. um, film school besties and. And she kind of just like broke down the whole lore for me, like in a three hour conversation. And I was like, oh, this is why. Uh, and so, like, now, um, I have all these questions and, and I, I feel like I can nerd out with you a little bit and ask you some things pertaining to that as well. And so we'll, we'll talk about that and, and some other things in the future. But, um, the last question I always ask everyone, um, on this is what are three or three artists or three songs that are currently on your playlist um, now, or three Ooh. things that
1: you're listening to? Uh, right now, it is actually, I could pull it up for you right now. Too. I was gonna say,
0: that's what people do. Yeah, they're just like, let me look at this, my phone right quick. Let me look to see what I listen to.
1: It's funny. My, my three songs right now are actually all kind of like in the worship song that's genre, funny. but uh, it's Seasons by Hillsong. Oh, mm-hmm. it's kind of a big one for me right now. Mm. There's another in the fire.
0: Um, uh, I actually have like
1: three monitors on my desk. Switch monitors so I can actually see my playlist.
2: Uh, Let me cover your face for a second. (laughs) Thanks. There's another
1: in the fire.
0: Is that another Hillsong song?
1: No, I think it's
0: it might be Bethel.
1: Oh no, uh, yeah, Hillsong. Oh, that's funny. Hillsong is the original creator, okay. and then there's a uh, the Bethel one. No, I'm gonna go with uh, Maverick City. Lean back.
0: <gasps> oh, yes, yes. Is that the um, uh, in your loving arms in? Um, uh, something oh gosh lean back in yeah. arms and son and a father yeah 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 okay I know everyone I know I did not sing that I just but whatever yes I yes Maverick City is on a lot of people's playlist uh, yes uh, this year as Promises
1: well Promises is another one
0: man man I just I feel like you helped me and all of us just kind of get a little course corrected i was <laughs> so serious like I this was just so life-giving for me personally. Like, I mean, if, it, if somebody else got blessed, yay. I did that one. Like, I for sure, man, I can't wait to re-listen to this and just have the Lord confirm some things and speak over my heart um, as well. And so, Craig, just thank you again for taking time to be with me and to have this conversation. I've learned so much about your journey that I didn't even know about that is very... Similar to mine, which is really, as that's, that's nuts. Um, so, besides the e-course and coaching, which is that's enough on its own. Um, is there anything else that you want to share that you're working on, or something we could sort of be praying for for you? In
1: um, the future. I have a few production projects coming up, hopefully in July when things open up that are coming up. So, yeah, keep those okay. in prayer.
0: Okay, we will. We will. Well, I enjoyed you, Craig. And, um, I'm going to say goodbye here and then you'll hang tight for a little bit. And, uh, but yeah, so everyone definitely give Craig a follow or try to make him your friend socially. I don't know how that's going to work, but yes. And then you can find the links to some of the stuff that we talked about, um, on my podcast page uh, as well. So I love you guys. Uh, Craig, again, thank you for being with us. Thank you. And he did it. Didn't he bring the heat? Didn't he bring the joy? Didn't he bring the wisdom? Craig is incredible like that. And he is such a kind, kind dude. I would definitely encourage you to go and find him on his social media handles and on his website links, which I'm leaving in my show notes, which you can find on my website on the podcast page. So if you go to togethergoodco.com, you can go to podcasts and look for his episode and you'll see all the links to find him. And if you're wanting to get, to get coached by him, um, that's a great way to start. You can find him that way. And if you want to reach out to me and let me know what you thought of this conversation, you can always find me at Together Good Co. Usually on Instagram. I'm on Facebook a little bit, but mostly on Instagram. That's my main jam, as you've ho- heard me say before. So I hope that you were able to take some of these things that Craig and I talked about to heart. Hopefully it really encouraged your heart. And I can't wait to share with you the next season. We're winding down uh, for season two. Um, There's just a few more episodes. And um, I'm excited to to see what God's gonna do in these conversations and how you're gonna be blessed by them as well. Until the next time, I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.